Hey, y'all. Welcome to Preaching to the Choir podcast with your host, me, Jen Randall. Today is a very special day, guys. My idol of show choir, (laughs) Miss Linda Southern, is going to be joining us on the episode. Linda taught at Buffalo Grove High School for many, many years. I won't tell you how many again, although I think she does tell you in the episode. (laughs) And she was not only their show choir director, but Linda is one of the rare unicorns that also choreographed and arranged, and she'll even tell you up to a point, did costumes for her group. She's truly a jack of all trades, or maybe a Jane of all trades (laughs) in our universe. I cannot wait for you to get to hear our chat. So here we go. during a pandemic and a move is accent pillows (laughs) right you have to take off your bed and put on your bed every night night. or put on the floor somewhere and then you have to jump around them and go to the bathroom and stuff yeah Okay, well, let me start asking you like real show choir questions as opposed to just you and I okay. could talk on the phone for an hour about <laughs> whatever yes, is can. going on in the world. Um, so I think that, you know, first of all, what year did you retire? I, I want to make sure I put that um, out there. Seven. Okay, all right. And so how long were you at last, Buffalo? My graduation year. Okay, 2007. How long were you at Buffalo Grove for the entire time? Uh, yeah, 33 years. I oh um, never worked anywhere else. I Yep, that was that was my job. Isn't that amazing? Cold director. Yes, it really is, especially in this day and age. Yeah, it just doesn't happen so as fun. much. So what would be, like, if you, and you can go back as far in your life as you need to to describe this for us, but what do you feel sure. like, how did you get to the place of being a choir director and a show choir director? Like, what was your path to that? Okay, I'll give you a little bit. Um, a little I grew up on a farm in Illinois um, where uh, it was 15 miles to get to school, to get to anywhere. So oh, you were everything centered around school, yep, and the church. So ah, my yes. parents were both church musicians. My mother was the organist, very fine, and she's still alive today in her 90s. Oh, wow. um, very fine pianist and organist. My dad was a trumpet player. They actually met playing in a little da- in a little dance band. Aww. He was in Stub Squaw. He was uh, in a barbershop quartet. Oh my goodness! Um, he was the choir director at the church. So I grew up in that family. Oh yeah. Um, I was uh, both my brother and I first. Uh, generation college my brother we were the we were kind of the typical my brother three sport athlete went to college on a full ride um as an athlete and I was the music nerd and uh (laughs) so uh luckily you know our parents uh, supported us as far as driving us places doing all kinds of things so yeah um when it came to uh college I was pretty sure I wanted to to do music that sort of thing um but I had started out in a music theater track okay I had some successes um early on in um in like my t- late teens um in community theater as well as school so mm-hmm. um I um applied to uh Indiana University and was accepted in a music theater um basis awesome so um I was all set to do that and um then I got um, a show. Well, it was a series of shows. But anyway, in Rockford, which was the second largest city at that time. Yes. And, um, yes. So I did a lot of uh, community theater. It was like 12 night runs. I had original Broadway costumes that I got to wear. Oh, um, wow. The scenic designer was from L.A. It was like a, like a big deal. Oh, that's very legit. Yeah. But 
Yeah, very legit. And so I was playing um, lead roles. I was doing, you know, blah, 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 yeah. like the doodles, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, it was outdoor theater and it was near where my parents um, lived. And so after my mother would finish Bridge Club or something, she would come and stand by a tree because you could see it, this tree. Oh, so, yes. Or after church choir practice, the tree. So I realized that no matter how many people were going, yay, and I want your autograph in this yeah. town, if my mom or my dad wasn't standing there, it just wasn't as fulfilling to me. Oh, so I, I went back after my freshman year of college and changed to an education degree and okay. never regretted it. Oh, not wow. for a minute. So, yeah, so then uh, that's where I, I got, so I, at Indiana University, then I switched over to, um, to music education, and there was a group called the Bells of Indiana, which was, again, um, kind of an early show choir. Sure. Uh, they were uh, like the, the singing Hoosiers. I don't know if you know them. Yes, yes, I do. Anyway, yeah. yeah, and there was I was a part of them as well, and then I did the offshoot, which was this girls group, traveled Europe with them. I mean, it's crazy oh, wow. when I think back, and they were like, oh, you want to choreograph something and I was like too ignorant to say I didn't know how to <laughs> so the first thing I actually choreographed how silly is this but it was for homecoming at Indiana University okay. the head of the um, football team was sitting in a chair and they wanted uh, a secretary is not a toy choreographed <gasps> oh. by our girls group and so I choreographed this with a little you know oh my gosh I'm so glad this is all pre-video I was gonna just say my days. early career <laughs> Yes, you're lucky that way. For real, yes. <laughs> the I'm rest of us sometimes not so much. Oh my. Yeah. So I just wound up. I started choreographing, and then I choreographed for them. Um, then there was a flag corps that said, "Oh, you want to make up some routine for me? Sure. Um, <laughs> Why not? I, I, yeah. So I, I mean, my first ballet classes were in my 30s. I did all this just kind of. Hey, let's let's give it a try. Some of it works, some of it doesn't, and that's kind of how I graduated through that. And then I graduated with a degree in um, music education and knew I wanted to teach in a suburb. Okay. So I applied in suburbs of Chicago, Milwaukee, and Madison because I was, you know, from the Illinois area. Right. And um, the first interview I had was at Buffalo Grove High School, and they hired me on the spot. Wow. And I never had another interview in my life. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Isn't that that's, crazy? That, that part especially is crazy to think about when I think even just for my own career, how many times I've had an interview for right. random things. Wow. I know. That it's, is amazing. Really, right. It really is. It's, it's just so, so unique. Um, it was a brand new school. I was going to ask. Was one it, year. And, and not just a building. It was a brand new school, correct? Yeah. Right. It's, it, it was a big, di you know, it is still is a district, although they've lost several other schools. But okay. um, it's consolidated just high school districts. So this was school had been open one year. Okay. They had an, inherited a um, choral director that was nearing retirement. Mm -hmm. So the principal really wanted to get the choral program, the music program off to an energized start didn't want to just have it at the end of this gentleman's career sure so um so he hired me and um i was told uh at a district meeting right after that that i hoped i knew i was hired as a token <gasps> because that was back when everything all they were all men oh and um i was told gosh. that uh like two or three years later and i smiled at them because i was yeah i said well i'm glad it worked out <laughs> i just yeah. you're oh my Isn't gosh that funny i literally can't even imagine 
what I would have said in that situation. Though it's not, I, I'm not saying that certainly that sort of thing doesn't still happen. I mean, even in my career, I've yeah. certainly had things said to me sort of along those lines. But to really have somebody with that level of confidence just bold face come up to you and go, hi, you're a token. Yeah. Like, oh, geez, man. Right. I um, know. Again, the, just a different time. It is. And although I will say mm-hmm. this, and, and this is certainly something we would have gotten to at some point, although I love that it came up in the first five minutes, is that, you know, so much of show choir um, for many, many years has been very male dominated too not just education not just high school teaching like there's a lot about what we're doing and what you did for all of your career that was very male dominated I would assume since we see that nowadays as well too Um, yeah and did you find that that was something that you ran up against that was difficult in your career did it really have an effect on you in any way or was it just sort of part of the landscape in the background of what you were doing you know, I was pretty brassy and I didn't even notice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I'm just being honest with you, Jen. I just, I was really focused. I was, I was a focused child. I yeah. was a focused adult and I just did my thing. I was going to say, you were and, just doing your own um, work. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I was kind of, you know, as you know, the, the Dwight's and the, and the Verdas and the mm-hmm. Ron Hellams and myself and the, yeah. you know, um, Gail McGinnis, there was all like, we were kind of just making we were kind of making it up here right, we go exactly let's, let's do this and uh and then we found these other cool people that did the same thing and um so I think it really you know my theater background um the fact that I had gotten to dance in some some musicals that yeah. I've been in um and I was just just a visual person just I was like I I literally choreographed for my eighth grade teachers for a variety shows like I made them do some dance I just I don't know why I've always just wanted people to to be organized yes and do things and and make pictures and things so uh yeah even as a kid I was I just was kind of wired that way so then when this you know we're on choir and now we can do pop music as well as everything else um you know, let's let's put on a show. Yeah, absolutely. And then you guys would have been competing. Now, did you compete right away? Was that something that took oh, a few years to get going for you there? This is an in, this is an interesting story. Okay, I actually was hired to judge before I had a competitive show choir. Oh, um, very interesting. It was interesting because I had done these things in college, mm-hmm. and um, I, I can't even remember exactly how. So you saw competitive show choir. From a right. judging standpoint, before you were even Correct. doing it with your kids. So I went so. and judged, and I came back to uh, the school, and I was going, we had a little show choir. You yeah. know? I said, hey, I think we should compete. It was in Iowa. I said, I, I think we should compete. And they were like, okay, great. And so we put this show together, and um, the first time I ever competed and won. Yep. What? <gasps> How yeah. crazy is that? Okay, so you How crazy is that? did well even at your first comp. Okay, so you okay. mentioned you mentioned Dwight, you mentioned Gail, you mentioned some of those people that, you know, Verda that mm-hmm. you remember competing against early on and doing this with. Um, and you said, you know, you're kind of making it up as you go along. So, you know, while we see a lot of like geographic based rules now, I think, so to speak, or, or norms based on kind of where you are in the country, um, were you guys all really doing similar things or was it super diverse because there just wasn't really any structure yet? Well, I think it was more in a way it was similar in the way it was different for example it was more here's the five songs it sure might have a might have a reason for going together it it might not right um it was just you know here's the songs but those of us that like really had different styles mm-hmm. um both 
choreographically and also vocally. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it was, again, it was just like my background was more uh, probably musical theater. um, Some of that. Um, uh, Verda and her husband, Jim Savage, were um, more pop, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, And so it just, it kind of, it kind of had, it really wasn't that dissimilar as far as, you know, apples and oranges Um, early on. Uh, it was kind of, oh, okay. Like, like I had a little more of a jazz influence sure. um, early on too, because of my parents um, with the dance band feel. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like something came out of the woodwork. Um, of course, Pete's famous opera show. Yeah. Whenever he did his yes. opera show, that was like a real, like, oh, mainstay and just like somebody really stretching out there and doing something fresh and different very different but, yeah um yeah but other than that i think you know some of the things i'm proud of though early on mm-hmm. was um you know just how some of the things just fell into place yeah. uh I, I tend to build ba- wrote ballads about things in my life mm-hmm. and i think the passion um that i had for some of those ballads was yeah. just was really fun, even though sometimes I'm known more as, as the choreographer and sure. that sort of thing. But, um, but, but writing ballads and then bringing them to life was a real joy for me as well. Well, and you've led me directly into the second question I was going to ask, which is that, you know, and you did something very nowadays unique. I mean, it may not have been as unique at the time, certainly when you started doing mm-hmm. all of this, but um, you not only were your group's director, but you were also your group's choreographer. You were also your group's arranger. And we were talking earlier and you were telling me that you did costumes for them for a very long time as well. Um, I, yes, I, I literally cannot come up with another director off the top of my head quickly. I'm sure there is one, though, that is doing yeah. all of that, at least at, at such a high level of competition as you guys were doing it for so many years. Um, was yeah. that just kind of born out of necessity? Was that something everyone was doing at the time? Like, how did how did you get to the place where you were doing all of that? I think it it was pretty unique. Um, at least that's what have, people have told me mm-hmm. that you know that to for it to sustain it for that long. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Yeah, over over twenty twenty five years, yeah. maybe twenty some years. Um, but it was kind of I knew how to sew, and yeah. it was I knew how to do some of these things. And it wasn't that I didn't reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had incredible parent organizations every yes. year I was there. Yeah, incredible support. Uh, people that were there to to su- support uh, their kids and be a part of those lives and things. Totally. Um, but it was also like I just always had a lot of energy and I was just like, oh, I can do this. And how about if we do this and let's yes. do that. And and so, you know, that's kind of how it evolved. Um, it was also and again, you can identify with this. Yeah writing something and then creating it. It's like you, I knew when I put that on the page, first of all, I knew who was going to sing it. Mm -hmm. I knew what sopranos I had. I knew what altos I had. I knew how high by tenors could sing. I knew, I knew their timbres. Mm -hmm. And, and then I knew when I put it someplace like a a juicy part, I knew that I put it there because of the text. I knew it because of what I was going to do choreographically. I knew what I wanted to have happen in the band. Um, And so in that way, you know, it was good. It oh, was yeah. fun. It was, and I could, and then of course I can edit everything. It was like, homogenous. Okay. Yes. You could right. put it. Yes. Exactly. I could, I, I could change that note. I can change that choreography. Right. I can change the band parts. Okay. This year I don't have a super high trumpet. I'll rewrite it differently. Oh, I've got a flugelhorn this year. I'll write it for a flugelhorn. <laughs> so it's like that there was just that sense of 
spontaneity to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, control's a little harsh, but then no, again, it was also what I said. Sometimes it was kind of like marrying your cousin. There was <laughs> I, I needed sometimes I needed that that input and 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 discussion, and so that's why you know some of the colleagues um, in the, the in the world that you could you could chat with. Sure, um, Dave Fair, I could talk to at any time. Mm-hmm. You know this. Um, obviously Dwight, uh, but people that you're just like, oh yeah, you just, you can talk to, yeah. um, because otherwise I felt like, oh, maybe I'm going in a direction and I need to, I need to broaden it. I well, you're an island it. if you're doing all of that yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Right, because exactly. you don't have that, that person standing next to you. Like a lot of us do as directors where you've got the choreographer standing there, you can bounce the idea off of them. Right. Um, so exactly. yeah, I imagine that actually was great, but sometimes probably kind of challenging. Exactly. Yep. It, it had the yin and the yang. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, yeah. I, there's so few, I, and I know that I'm just saying this from my own standpoint. Of course, there are plenty of directors who are good at multiple things, but, um, you know, I spent, I don't know, probably the first six years of my career, like doing arrangements for my kids. And, uh-huh. and then I spent, oh, one year we won't discuss further than just this moment of doing choreography for my kids <laughs> very early on before I was like, no, that's not my gift. Oh, but, yeah. you know, I, it's, it's hard. I think what so many people admire about knowing that you did that, all of that was that for so many of us, like, we've got gifts and talents in one of those areas but to be able to do all three four of the major areas in a way where it was working and you guys were highly competitive that's just amazing like I think that's why so many of us Uh, look at Linda and we're like whoa how did she do I mean that's that's amazing so I mean that's I think why so many of us are um, so in awe of you so um uh, take that awkward compliment to say you know thanks for doing that for our field you did such great work I think too is I played tenor sax when I was a kid, and my dad, my brother played trumpet, and yeah. so we had our little a little band. So I kind of understood kind of about arranging. transitions. Yes. Yeah. I so I understand about kind of my dad would arrange a little. You know, we were doing hymns and different kinds sure. of things, and yeah, you know, Bill Bailey wants to please come home, but um, <laughs> but we had, we had fun. So I I think I wasn't intimidated by wins either. Like sure. One. And isn't it so, amazing to look back to, and you can do this now at this point, and certainly I can do this at this age, like where you can look back at the things that happened in your childhood or growing up that seemingly are completely unrelated to show choir, but over the course of time aided in your yes. ability to do that job. Like, do you have any really right. random skill sets that you were like, okay, this ended up being really helpful for me in show choir because like anything you did that, that seems out of left field that now you're like, well, I'm glad I had that experience. Uh, I think more like, that I made up routines for my teachers. I think yeah. that was, that was kind of like, why did I think I could do that? Um, <laughs> yes. And they were, I, I was that kind of kid, I guess, you know, yeah. that, uh, I some leadership and that sort of them. They were like, okay. And they thought it was fun too. It was, you know, in, in well, yeah, school. they were bought in. You know, those are so the that's coolest good. teachers. I know yeah. it, man. That's those a special the, group of those humans. Are the fun teachers. Tell me about it. And yep. that, and now also that probably gave you some confidence in teach. I mean, teaching, excuse me, sorry, teaching your, um, you know, teaching choreography to um, people who are older than you is very different than teaching choreography yeah. to your students. And so if you can do that, if you can do this to people who are not even your peers, who are people you respect, if you're working at that level already yeah. in middle school, well, heck, 
teaching your teaching your students is a piece of cake at that point, you know. <laughs> so like, okay. if you did all of those things, so how did mm-hmm. your schedule of your year work? For a lot of us, you know, we do the summer mm. camp where the choreographer comes in and then the arrangings at a different time. So what was your year like as far as like when you did things since you were doing all of that and with the students? Um, yeah, we would do a fall a fall show like mm-hmm. where it was um like just kind of get things started sure um that and it was it was kind of their debut you know the first time you'd see their costumes because yeah. back in that time you had one basic costume that you wore right. like when you sang the alma maters and you did all those kinds of things you know or you exactly in rotary um <laughs> yeah. so it was it was it was kind of this this really cool coming out party so that would happen in the fall like but maybe like the third or fourth weekend um in September, because we would go on a retreat. We were one of those those first people ah, that really started okay. retreats, mm-hmm. um, where we would uh, usually a weekend in uh, August, where we would do um, vocals, choreography, and fundamentals. We would do the okay. team building things and just the games and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So we really got a good start there. Um, so then we would do the homecomings, get ready, do a little bit of holiday stuff, maybe. So like October or something, I might start sneaking a song in. Sure. Um, like, okay, I had this idea. Da, da, da. Um, rarely did I have the whole show laid out in the, like in the fall, mm-hmm. I would, I would just, okay, yep, we can throw this in. Okay. Yeah. This can be a good closer. Okay. Okay. Got that. And then workshop it. But back, I mean, Randy will tell you this too. Yeah. Um, we would like be finishing in January and we would compete in Alaska the second week in January. Oh, yeah. I was going to Alaska's early. Yeah. We would, we would be flying by the seat of our pants. Um, uh, I did change that at, later in my career and sure. got better. But I mean, like when Randy was there, um, uh, I, I mean, I, everybody knows what year he graduated, right? 99. I was going to say, um, I think he's my age, right? Yeah, 90, yeah. 98, 99. Yeah. 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 Um, then, you know, we were just like, finishing the last minute um, yeah. but there was this kind of excitement to that too it's just like wow well, put it out there and, and I, let me say this wow, too while you're saying fresh. that Mitchell was like that and still is like that when I was there teaching that yes, yes. and so I'm wondering if maybe some of that was just you know less uncommon at, <clears throat> excuse me at that time that uh-huh. you know you weren't spending the whole year practicing the way we do now and you're right that there is that rush to it where you're like you've got this this time clock really giant time clock ticking down at your face and so you have you know two weeks of intense crazy focus as opposed to you know four months of like two hour rehearsals every now and then where you're cleaning quote you know Um, right on some levels there's goodness to that yeah because when I entered then when I was doing more freelancing stuff and I call it my graduation yeah but (laughs) after that I was I was kind of shocked that people would learn yeah. their whole show in July and then you had to regurgitate it and because yes. my thing was I didn't want my kids first experience to be the hardest thing they would ever have to do. Mm, I wanted smart. their first experiences with show choir as they were, you know, the first the, the underclassmen and the first times and the, right. the senior that all of a sudden decided I want to do show choir <laughs> senior year. Right. I didn't want his his their first his or her first experience to be the hardest thing they'd ever have to do. So I wanted to build skills and the process through that fall show and some of the holiday things so that then when I started teaching them the hardest thing they'd ever have to do, 
they had something, a foundation to build. Well, it's just good pedagogy. I mean, and I don't think we always think about it that way, as as at least now, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have gotten wrapped up in the production of it and less of the the educational portion of it. But what you're saying just obviously makes so much sense. Like you can't, you got to teach them to walk before they can run. You know, if you're giving them the hardest stuff. Yeah. Early on there's, and also I think you can see a difference too in groups when you, um, when you can, maybe maybe this is just me, but I think you probably feel this way too. When you see groups compete, you can tell which one they've had the longest, and you can tell, yes. you know. And yeah. sometimes that's not a good thing, you know. Sometimes you're like, "Wow, right. this is like stale bread, guys. You've clearly been right. doing this since July, you know." And so exactly. I think there's something to be said for that that shorter time frame. You know, the yeah. the deal is, it's like you know, kids are going to do it in whatever time frame you tell them they have to do it in. If you tell them they have six months, it's going to take them six months. You know, if you tell them they have two months, it's going to take them two months. So, right. Let's figure it out. And you said you adjusted it as you went on. Like, what what did it look like right before you before you graduated? (laughs) What did it look like right there at the end? Were you doing that schedule? Um, No, I think because, again, even though we have no production value compared to what y'all have production value now, you know, what these days. Different world. Yep. Whole nother whole nother topic. Oh, yes. But um, but. So I, I, it certainly was, it, it did at least finish in December. Yeah. So okay. that then, um, because we had production manuals about, because then you all of a sudden you're talking costume changes and you're talking yes. lighting and you're talking um, much more um, involvement in um, blocking and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. um, yes. And also the, the whole mechanics of moving children, you know, the, of travel. Yeah. You know, oh um, yeah. I was very uh, aware of all those elements of the logistics of, part is really its own yes. separate mm-hmm. job most of the time really if you're thinking about right. it. Right. Um yeah. within that time frame also of course was the beginnings of Show Cry Camps of America which uh-huh. yeah. um which you've been very very involved in of course. Um tell yeah. me a little bit about mm-hmm. your involvement with that and how you got into that. Sure. So the first year that it happened, I actually went as a teacher. Okay. I can absolutely remember standing in K-11, having Dwight up there teaching the (laughs) teacher number. Just loved it, loved it. Uh, The second year, I don't know why I didn't go, but that year, the next year, I did a a judging with Jim Kimmel. And it was one of them. It was up in um, Wisconsin at one of the universities. I can't remember which. But it was the kind where you watched a group and then you actually got up on stage, worked with them in oh, front of the, yes. the audience, Yep, the audience. And so he, then he went to Sue and Dwight and said, okay, this woman can think <laughs> of her good. feet. Yeah. She's, she's got ideas. She's good. And so then they hired me the next year and oh, then very cool. I've worked for them ever since. I've done vocals for them as well as, as choreography. Yeah. That was actually my follow-up was you've done both yeah. of those things, which you're probably one of yep. the only people, if not the only person who's ever done both for them, I would think. Uh, yeah, that, that's 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 possible. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, I, there's other vocal directors that choreograph. Oh, for sure. But I, I think that yeah, for for, but hired for SCA, them. yeah. Um, and right. then now at yep. SCA right now, of course, I haven't been for a couple of years now. But the the uh-huh. last time I was there, you did one of our teacher numbers, which was just one of my thrills of my lifetime. I was like, look at me, I'm in Buffalo Grove, no. guys. It's happening right no. now. Um, but the no. so right now you do every year a teacher number or you rotate yeah or, okay no actually i haven't been doing uh i haven't done teacher number in the last couple of years okay. last year i wound up choreographing partially uh because Corey got a uh oh, Corey got a, right. a job so i i, I did do a little bit of the ohio camp a combination of his mm-hmm. work and my work mm-hmm. so um i got to do that which was which was kind of fun it was yeah. nerve-wracking and 
and draining, but it was fun. Um, but I, you know, I am happy to be doing my, um, the workshops yep. and happy to be doing the talent show lead for um, Sue and Dwight and helping them oh, out right. to yeah. organize that behind the scenes and working with those students um, on their mic technique and that sort of thing. So I absolutely love my new role at the uh, show choir camps of America yeah. and, and very grateful. But then a lot of the, um, the directors will ask me to come in and work with their soloists. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, then they, again, they don't have to worry about that. You mm-hmm. know, work with them, again, mic techniques or if mm-hmm. it's a quartet or something, helping them to feel more comfortable. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously the choreographers have plenty to do. So we're calling it your, are we calling it your graduation from Buffalo Grove? Yes. Is that what we're saying? Okay. Yes, so after your graduation, yep. yes, because uh-huh. retired really is the wrong word. You are not retired at all. Yeah. I don't feel like, yeah. I think you I do more than I, really, yeah. no, uh, no, I, I wonder, I was going to say, does anyone retire anymore? I don't know. I mean, right. No, 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 no. Not that I know anyway. It feels like people just kind of reinvent their work life until, until the mm-hmm. end. Yep. <laughs> which, you, you feel it. Which you is fine. Your days. Um, so you guys have moved to Nashville now. Yes, we do. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. that, I'm, I was going to say, I'm sure that's been a very different experience than being in Chicago all those years. But um, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the work, not that you're just even just doing in show choir world, but I know you've gotten some experiences with Belmont recently as well since you're down there. Yes. Yes. I've um, had some fun with Belmont. Uh, first of all, a year ago uh, in the spring semester of 19, mm-hmm. um, I took over a maternity leave for company, which is the show choir there, yeah. which was a great experience um but megan santi who is the director mm-hmm. and uh, she really had everything laid out perfectly for me yeah. the kids were all ready the arrangements were done the band it was just really um rinse and repeat and sure. but it was a fabulous experience and i got to work with uh some great kids but also get oh, to know good. some of the faculty yeah and uh so that was good what i would love to do which we haven't locked into yet um or i haven't in this area is what you were talking about working with your student. I absolutely love working with soloists, mm. bringing it to life, doing all that. But um, so I'm hoping maybe sometime I'll be able to. I really, have a couple uh, Nashville friends. Maybe I'll hook you up and send them okay. your info because that's, good. yeah, that's, you should be doing that as much as people will allow you. You're so good at that. <laughs> right. It's fun. Um, then just this last year, I choreographed for Pitch Men, which is an acapella group. Yes. Um, acapella group of men, 16 men, um, of which, uh, the reason I got it is because of Chris Wiper, uh, Cassie's student, yes. uh, is down here. And we've had coffee a few times, and he asked me, and he's in the group, a star in the group. Mm-hmm. They've had incredible success. Unfortunately, they they qualified for nationals, and, of course, nationals were oh, going to be in I New York, and that won't happen. I just thought of that just now. Oh, bless yes. their hearts. That stinks. Right. We were so excited for them. Yeah. Goodness. I know they had the highest uh, score of all regions, both uh, Wilson Smith, who was the arranger, who also is just incredible Mm -hmm. from a graduate from um, Center Grove, got the outstanding arranger. Uh, Chris Wiper got the outstanding soloist. I mean, the group was just ready to go. And then, uh, what a bummer. Oh, silly coronavirus is ruining everything. I know. I know. Okay. So you're working, so doing some stuff with Belmont. And then, of course, you Mm -hmm. are still traveling. And doing plenty of work in show choir world, you know, even I think you and I judged. Yeah. Well, maybe we only judged together a couple times this year, but um, but right. certainly should have been more. Yeah, should have been more. That was a fun day. But um, well, here we'll tell you the fun story. So <laughs> this was early in January um, when you know winter strikes. Which maybe you have a thought on this. Oh, isn't it weird how we chose to do show choir season during the dead of winter in the Midwest? I know. <laughs> 
Do you I ever know. just sit and go, maybe we should do this at a different time? I don't know when that other time would be, but you know, but sometimes we have those my, moments. My theory was, and at least the way it worked in, in Buffalo Grove when yeah. I was there, is the major sports that took up the most guys were the fall, which was soccer and football, Makes sense. and then baseball and track, yep. whereas basketball and wrestling have less humans. True. So, so as a result... I kind of made that work to my advantage where I could have a football player yes. um, because then, or, or a track star yep. um, because those seasons were, yeah, it That's was easier smart. to incorporate. So basically we should so blame I'm not saying that as anything we're saying. <laughs> yeah. It's all football's yeah. fault for being in the fall. Okay. Good to know. No, we just, we have those laughs sometimes like, why did we choose the dead of winter for this? But I agree with you that yeah. that makes the most sense. But so you and mm-hmm. I were um, going to judge in Iowa at Ankeny Centennial and um, mm-hmm. which I was so excited about. That was such a fun panel. And I was texting Absolutely. the directors there, Lester and Nolan going, okay, do I get on this plane? Like, I know that there's snow coming. <laughs> do I get on this plane? And they're like, yeah, we're gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. You know, get on the plane, sit down, you walk by me and we're like, hey, we know where you're going. Hey, we'll see you when we land. Right? Okay. So so we're on American and I have paid for Wi Fi so I can text. And, um, Mm -hmm. and I get a text from Nolan, I think we were 15 minutes from landing. That's like, hey, the district just pulled the plug. They just canceled it. So you and I get off the plane. Yeah. We both wrap around immediately to the to the gate <laughs> desk the second we get off the plane. It's like, hey, nice to see you. Thank you so much. We need to get right back on this plane because that one was turning around to Dallas. And these poor gate get women were like, Dallas. yes, these poor gate women were like, what do you want to do? And I was like, listen, our event just got canceled. And you you had the worst of it because you were coming from Nashville first and Dallas was your connection. Right. So you'd already been on two flights for the day. And yeah. um, and they were like, I mean, I guess the, the second gate lady was super nice. It was like, are there seats? Just yes, put them on was. it. And she just she just got us on the flight. And we both I right. think we both had time for like, you know, a granola bar and to use the restroom. And then we both got immediately back on that plane. Right. And they sat us together, which was super nice of them, so we could, you know, chat. But, nice. And then they de-iced us twice. And then they, we flew yeah. around in a weird J pattern to land in Dallas. I mean, by the time we got off that plane, I think we'd been on that plane almost another, th- oh, combined, I think, like six hours that day. It was a crazy right. amount of time to be on one plane. And um, and then you still had to go and get so another res- plane, bless your heart. Oh. Right. And so as a result, that plane I had to run to when yes. we were supposed to have had extra time yes. but then it was like oh my gosh I have to run to that plane I I don't even think I got to go to the bathroom uh, no I don't time. think you did either. I remember you getting off and I was like go yes. to the tram it's upstairs just run down the hall. like exactly. it was like bye see you later like we were just like throwing niceties at each other yes. as you're running away because it was just the craziest yes. day and then I always feel so bad for directors in schools when those get canceled because of weather because it's just right. I mean obviously completely right. out of their hands and and they handled it the right way they did all the right things I just felt so bad it got canceled but yeah that was the right. by far my craziest travel story as far as like competitions go yes. is the uh, is the time I went to Des Moines for 12 minutes. <laughs> so the look on your face though, because you got off the plane first. Yes. And yeah. so I thought, oh yeah, you're gonna wait for me so we can say hi. And then yeah. you're like, Linda. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't get know back that on this it had been canceled yet. <laughs> I, it was the you craziest day. Oh, well, I'm glad it was adorable. I oh. felt like I was a chicken with my head cut off running around there. But um, it no. was that was bless their hearts. Just the weirdest weather situations. Yeah. But we and then, uh, you know, obviously some people had some uh, competitions canceled at the end of the season here because of because right. of coronavirus. But otherwise, we actually had a pretty normal season this year as far as cancellations go. But, you know, you you're judging probably right. almost every weekend, I would assume, or most weekends. 
Um, yeah, enough, enough, enough. Right. But I do, I do, I do, I am careful because it's time away from my family. Sure. And um, I want to make sure that I, you know, that it's a good positive experience for everybody. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, and, and you're yeah. always very good about advocating for yourself in that way. And I think that's, again, another lesson a lot of us can learn from each other, you know, is that it's okay to say, you know what, I thank you for asking, yeah. but I've been gone three weekends in a row and I need to right. stay home. Yeah. And that's taken me a a few years to get used to being able to say that as opposed to feeling like I need to make sure. up a reason why I'm saying no because you know we're mm. all so nice and you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings right. but but yeah family is a real thing you kind of want and even if you aren't like let's say like I've got small children at home I need to come home to even if you are just single just yourself taking care mm-hmm. of yourself is just as important in that way you know running yourself yep. ragged does no one any good so True. well since and also you know you you got a front row seat to all the kind of the building of competitive show choir especially in that portion of the midwest like what do you feel mm-hmm. like are the biggest changes you've seen since you know when you first started at buffalo grove until your retirement even or even till now but like what do you sure. feel like are the biggest changes you saw the biggest changes is people just feeling so intense about having to have these production values oh i yeah. think even more even more than the storylines the storylines are fine you mm-hmm, know I, mm-hmm. I i did one one year i did a we're talking 1988 okay. a show that i did songs that would because the costumes were black and white yeah songs that would all be done in black and white oh that's cool so you know so yeah it was just kind of like that just like in my mind anyway yeah um but you know so so even more than the the story things of how things are linked together i mm-hmm. think it's I think people are doing some really cool things. I think some things stretch a little far and yeah. give like I I have to have cliff notes and I shouldn't have to have cliff notes, um, <laughs> right. and, or I have to I, I don't know that movie as well as you do. So right. there you go. But I think that people feeling like they have to put so much time and energy and money into into the production mm. um, values that. Um, you know, I think I think some of it enhances just beautifully and creates even more for the kids, but. I think um, some of it, I think people feel desperate is too harsh of a word. Well, it's but like it's obligated so intensely. almost. Yeah. Right. Like, That's a much better way of saying it. Like I have to have the, all yeah. this production value. This is what the this is what the groups I see that I like are doing or groups that I see are winning are doing. So I have to do this as well. I, I, that's, right. I don't know that that's accurate. I'm glad you brought that up because it is starting to become at least. And again, I know the middle Midwest better than I know, like Indiana, Illinois area. But like it's certainly mm-hmm. in Iowa, Nebraska becoming super commonplace to have these giant set pieces. And in some cases, even the light light riggings and that sort of stuff. But, right. you know, and there are certainly groups that are doing it and doing it very well. But there are some yes. groups where we're losing singing and dancing in the right. pursuit of the production value. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that that's the, the scary part for me when I watch this. I'm like, ooh, let's be better at the singing and the dancing before we add in 47 umbrellas right. and tap shoes for this number. Or <laughs> before we add in Amen, a set piece Amen. that 44 five dads have to set up although again and again I taught at Mitchell so I certainly had the dad army for sure and Mm -hmm. there are there are cool things to do there but um but production value doesn't make up for the part of this that is really what we're teaching which is the singing and the dancing and and people need to feel less obligated so what you what you're saying here right now with me Linda is that you are okay if people do less production value but they sing and dance better Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because I am charmed by the by the performer. Again, going back to my musical oh, theater sure. roots, I love seeing kids 
put their passion into it. And I've sat at, at tech rehearsals yeah. where so much time is spent on trying to figure something out that doesn't have to do with the children singing that chord in tune or Mm -hmm. or feeling that text Mm -hmm. or just really expressing themselves in a in an organic authentic manner and and sometimes you can do both as you've said yeah they can go parallelly sorry rudy (laughs) down the same parallel line um but sometimes well and i guess the other thing that you were just kind of saying there too is that you have to like production value can't take the place also of those other things you're saying, which is like the passion and the connection to the text and the actual performance itself. And, and sometimes I think the stuff we put on the kids masks what their natural ability would be to tell us their story or to share that art with us. Um, and that's right. sad to me. Like you don't want to cover up your children's natural ability with no. stuff that doesn't really make any right. sense um right and, but or like take the time to, yeah. to nurture that yes because anytime you put a new element onto a show you're adding rehearsal time and yes, even if you're right. not yeah. adding rehearsals then that means you're taking away from the rehearsals you currently have to be able to work on the vocal fundamentals or the connection to the text or any of those things we're discussing. So like what educational value are you providing them by insisting on this set piece or this prop? So not to say don't do it at all. I don't think that's what right, either exactly. of us is saying, but no, not at all. Thoughtfully, very thoughtfully friends. And no one is, you know, if, if, if Linda is telling you, you don't have to do it, then you don't have to do it guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> You are too funny. But truly, (laughs) I feel like, you know, if if people like us who are out doing it all the time are saying that to you, like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it. So I hope that especially younger and newer teachers who are feeling like that's the norm and that's what they've got to live up to. I hope you hear us say that, guys. Don't don't feel like that's a requirement to do. Singing and dancing well and connection and emotion. Those are the important things we got to see. The performance there. Um, Okay, so production values is definitely a big change. I would agree with that. What would you want to see? And maybe we just answered this, but what would you want to see maybe change going forward or grow or be different in the future? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think just as as you referred to, just not, not losing the child, not losing those distinctive personalities of, of who's fun to watch and who's fun to just see this experience happen you know whenever kids walk off the stage and they're just feel like they're drained and they just worked so hard yes. and it was just like oh but then there's it's like that natural joy of have i shared a part of myself yes um, and i think they can it can all happen at the same time i'm you know we used to sit in front of the mirrors and just sing and yeah. talk and just really talk about how it felt and who you know, the eye and not, and not everybody does it the same right. and they don't have to do it the same. Some people, their smiles are a little, you know, they're bigger or they're just kind of gentle. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's, it's, it's a window to your soul yeah. and um, being able to, to help the kids feel that because, you know, we all have kids that are in our group because they want to be a part of something. Right. They just want to be a part of something in school. They want to have that identity. They want to be a you know be associated with something yes and so for them you know the 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 trophies are not that you know the front rows and all that yeah but some of the kids it's just man i'm in a part of i'm a part of something i get to do something i i'm recognized in the school um and and just not forgetting that man those kids 
those kids are the ones that are fun to teach. Yes. And they're giving us that as directors nine times out of 10. And sometimes we just, we get wrapped up in the other things we're doing. And that's okay. We're humans. But, you know, Absolutely. doing yeah. our best to try and remember that, um, that, that each one of them are different and unique and have something to give to the performance mm-hmm. and to give to the show um, and to not, um, I don't want to say beat that out of them, but I can't think, come up with a better term, but like not right. to just take away their own self. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, over clean, over, you know, sanitize what's happening right. and, and losing all of their little personalities. Uh, yeah, I would love that too. Mm-hmm. I would love it if we go back to more of a focus on that. I think that's coming. I feel like the pendulum has swung very far in the opposite direction in some ways yeah. right now. So we've surely got to be swinging back towards the middle as far as, you know, not not less production overall, just smarter production no. and more opportunity to see the individual shine, you know, or um, right. as a group. Individual as a group. That almost made no sense, but I know you know what I meant. Um, no, absolutely. I'm there. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this is the part of the, of the conversation where I ask everybody the same five questions. Um, so these are just kind of okay. silly fun questions to kind of, you know, get okay. you thinking about show choir. Mm-hmm. But um, so everybody gets these same five. So first okay. question is, what is your favorite form of entertainment when you're not, you know, doing show choir, when you're not working? Like, do you love to watch movies, TV, music? dance like what what do you use for entertainment which art form i i i like silly reality tv oh i love that answer (laughs) i like dancing with the stars i like the bachelor i like that yeah those are my guilty pleasures i wish i could talk bachelor with you but i just i get in a couple episodes every year and then i either forget it's happening and i just stop watching but like how did you feel about the most recent season of the bachelor were you upset about i feel like hannah was a human that was happening in the bachelor is that correct well yes but the the, (laughs) yes it just it there was just a lot going on there was a lot peter's peter's mother and just there was oh right i remember seeing that about the finale that peter's mother was the whole thing so yes but i I love to hear that you're a bachelor person that's awesome um and yeah dancing with the stars how can you not love dancing with the stars or do you ever watch so you think you can dance when it's on in the summer absolutely absolutely another one love Love yep. that show. Just dance shows, right? We're suckers for that. Okay. Yeah. And we watch Idol. We like oh, Idol yeah. Did you? Idol okay. Well. This show has just started at the time that we're having this conversation, but it's called, oh, shoot. Um, Zoe? Yes. Yes. Have you watched that? Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? Yes. yes. Isn't it amazing? Love it. And Mandy Moore. I mean, it's yes. Mandy Moore. She is doing oh, she's such a beautiful choreography on that show. And I think that yes. all the people that are the background actors, if you haven't watched the show, um, it, it, Zoe's uh, Extraordinary Playlist means, and this mm-hmm. happens in the first five minutes of the show, so we're not giving anything away by telling you this, but sh- this girl goes in for an MRI, an earthquake or some sort of electrical storm happens while she's in there, and she gains the power to hear people's thoughts through song. And so she will like yes. zone out in the middle of a day, and she will see an entire dance number, and and they're singing as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of my favorite things as like a, an industry-type person is that the people who are the background performers people who are cast in the show are not always professional dancers I don't feel like sometimes they're just amazing vocalists mm-hmm. who move and so to watch them yeah. do Mandy's choreography in such a like real and beautiful but also in sometimes painful way um it's just such a lovely show I'm just so enjoying it too I'm yeah. glad to hear you love it it's everybody needs it. to go watch it it's so so good absolutely Agreed. Um, there's yeah. a reality show that's coming out 
and I think the first episode was this week. It's called Songland. Have you seen that one? Oh, yes. Already watched the first episode. Oh, it, it yeah, too. it was Nashville writers this time. I wondered if you'd seen that. That was yeah, like. Absolutely. Well, yes, you know, we watched the whole last. Do you know Tim Halpern too. was in ATSC when he was in high school? He was an Omaha mm-hmm. Westside kid. The very yes. familiar. Yes. Oh my gosh. The, thank he you. if you watch this episode, he puts forth the song Lonely for um for yes. Lady Antebellum to to talk about. And yeah, he uh he's an ATSC kid from from And his backup singer is the girl from the Goldbergs. <gasps> I didn't realize that. That's who sang the duet with him. Oh no, yes. I recognize her. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. What in the world? I love the small world. I love that. Oh, that yeah. that episode, I mean, if you haven't watched the show at all, it's totally worth watching, especially if you're, you know, yes arranging or music geek at all because like watching these professional songwriters work with these guys oh man and the song that won well i'm gonna spoil it for you the song that won uh, champagne uh night how fun was that song couldn't you put it in a hundred show choir shows right now if it wasn't just about beer so fun yes yes if it wasn't about alcohol it wasn't just about booze i mean but yeah okay second question is your favorite show choir show that you've ever seen so you couldn't have been a part of it at all and you can name a couple of them if you want but that you've seen okay all right i definitely um lester's show this year oh Uh, yes the black swan it was amazing incredible incredible Mm -hmm. um and that's Anthony centennial for those of you who don't know yes Yes. oh sorry i apologize no you're totally fine Um, um, Dave Ferris last year was just incredible when he did the whole movies theme. I saw that um, one. Yes, attaché. Um, just the way that coming attractions had the had the show that was before it. Mm-hmm. Um, he he brought back uh, Dwight's um, Wild Wild West choreography. Yes. Oh, I just loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved <gasps> that it. was a neat show. And and I loved uh, Wheaton's um, uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh Dwight, yes, yes. John uh, from twenty twelve. John yeah. and Dwight. Yeah. Wizard of Oz. I will tell you there's that three. There's almost three. everyone, per, every person I've interviewed, in fact, I think every person I've interviewed has said that show. Oh, okay. Isn't that, that no, I love that. Show. Isn't that amazing to yeah. think like, what a cool thing for those kids to have been a part of. And as industry people, I love that we can all go, no, that was amazing. Like, I, I just that love that we can all yeah. have that moment together. Okay. Those are, those are great answers. Okay. Now, okay. favorite show that you've worked on, favorite show that you've been a part of. So maybe your favorite Buffalo Grove show. Oh, um, or a couple yeah. if you need a couple. Yeah, no, I would, um, I would probably, d- definitely Randy senior year. Okay, Randy senior year. There were just a group of people. That's the year we did Evita as a musical. Yes, yes. And it was just there was just a combination of kids. The, um, the four seniors of which Randy was one of the officers. Uh, they just they were just leaders. I'm still friends with. Isn't uh, like that so all cool? Of them. I like, know. I, mean, I have groups like literally. that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just it was just a great group of people. And the the closer this, it's be- I'm beginning to see the light. Um, oh, yeah. Was just one of the, something. I mean, to watch it now, it was a big mess. It was, just, you know what I mean. <laughs> I it was. It, it was just like like a threw in the kitchen sink. But the soloist, the guy Scott Kleinfeld, was just he just nailed him. It was just super fun, and yeah. it was I think it was because it was a great, it was a really fun group of people. Yeah, and I mean, but there's just moments in so many shows. Um, oh, for I, sure, that I love and adore. Trying to pick but a favorite child is like probably... trying to pick a favorite child. So that's I mean, that's yeah. the fact that you were able to come up yeah. with one or two is pretty. That's that's excellent. We all struggle with that, but yeah, I agree. That's yeah. that's I've seen video of that, and that's an excellent show. Um, okay, so now you were not 
in a competitive show choir, of course, when you were in high school specifically. Correct. But can you name either, and maybe go with college too, can you name me an entire show that you did at any point? Like maybe even when you were in um, Singing Hoosiers or maybe even when you were in The Bells of Indiana, can you name any like list of songs that you did from any of your years? Still remembering that? No. I don't either. And that's a very split thing. I can't remember shows that I did. (laughs) Thank I you can, for I, saying you that. Have, oh. You have to ask Randy or Scott Hines. There are about s- what I did. Those two are historians. Oh yes, yeah. Scott is very yeah. Randy Sage, if you don't know Randy Sage, but Randy yes. and uh, and Scott Hines just. But you know, I it was kind of like after I I did the show, it's like, wow, okay, I'm, done, and you put it away. Yeah. I feel yeah, that way too, yeah. and. Some other people I've talked to over the years have felt that way, but then I'll get more people who are like, how do you not remember that? How do you not know? I'm like, what? I don't know how you have that much space in your head for like that much information. Like I have to purge that so that I can remember like my phone number. Something yes, like right. <laughs> or what your when your children's soccer game exactly is. <laughs> yeah. some other piece of information that is not who did that song in 2011 or whatever. Okay, right. so then the last question is, and maybe you don't have one, but most of us do. Oh, okay. Um, do okay. you have a most embarrassing show choir moment, and can you describe it to us in ten words or less? Ah, oh, wow, embarrassing. <laughs> I'm trying. This is, I don't know if this is embarrassing, but I broke my leg on the way to Onalaska one year and I had to go into the school. I swore I was not going to ride that wheelchair in. So I was just super stubborn and I hobbled in and then the president of the show choir said, get in that chair. And I had to be carried. And so the kids were all freaking out. I, I broke it on the way to get on the bus to go there. I was gonna say, and how so did you then, break it? Oh no. Yes, I slipped on the ice. Slipped on the ice outside of Buffalo Grove High School. Oh. So then to do the show, I said, all you really need me to do is, is you know, get my temples and start the arms by sure. arms. But that was back whenever you had to practice putting platforms on. So there was no extra oh. time for people to do anything extra. So I had two grads that had come up there. They actually carried me on, put my butt on a stool <laughs> stool and then everything. So all the other kids got to do exactly what they were supposed to do as okay. far as their physical setup yeah. and, you know, the, the revealing of the velvets and the whole thing. That's the Buffalo okay. Grove thing. Yep. And so, and so then they carried me off. Oh no, I don't, yep. I mean, that's 50% embarrassing and 50% just amazing story. I just, how, did you know your leg was broken? Like you got on the bus yeah, and you were like, this yeah, is it. I broke yeah. it. Oh, yeah. They kept icing me and, and heating me. And yes. And so then I went to the x-ray there but they couldn't set it so they didn't set it till monday morning when i got back do you have to have surgery or just have it swollen surgery or just have it set like you just have okay well at least you didn't have to have surgery and the whole thing like oh girl (laughs) yeah um and since you you brought it up just in case people aren't familiar will you describe the velvets and the and all of that for people sure um this so is one of my again, things. it was back to the <laughs> fact that we had no early on, you did not have a crew. Right. So, and early on, you had to bring your own platforms. So you had to set it up. Back in those days, not only did we pra- travel with those platforms, we traveled with a can of paint because everything had to be perfect if something got scuffed. Oh. Yeah. So everything was just, so you had to, you practiced getting everything on perfect to the stage yeah so i didn't want the dresses to get snagged right so we bought these black swing dresses that were just really like a big sack Mm -hmm. and we 
uh, uh, opened up the front and put Vel- uh, Velcro in it. Mm-hmm. And so then that way, when they set up their equipment, A, you didn't see the dress. Right. And B, because it was always in gyms back then. Right. A, and then they didn't scratch it. So then we would, the band would set up and the two men that were in charge of the equipment, which is usually officers or something, would mm-hmm. stand right by me as I'm making sure everything gets plugged in. Mm-hmm. And when everything got plugged in, I would turn to them. They would turn and go back to the sides. And at that point, all the girls would take their velvets off at the same exact count. And so then there was like this little silly kind of death. It is not silly at all. It is magical. It feels like, (laughs) I just think that's one of the greatest things I love about the, you know, Adi offer that is Buffalo Grove. I'm like, oh, the velvets, like taking them off. That's such a cool thing. That one. And then the one that they would go and stand in one of their positions. Yes. And they would set up. After they set up their equipment, they would go stand in one spot Mm -hmm. and they would turn and look at the audience Mm -hmm. and then they would go back and what we called marching band, stand on the side, ready to come back on. But uh, then people would ask me why I did that. And it was because I didn't want the first time they looked at that audience to be whenever they started that first song. I wanted them to to be in control of themselves, to say, okay, I can see what it looks like and I'm ready to play ball. Which is brilliant, by the way. Um, so many fun. brilliant things that you said, of course, today. So I hope no. that so many people like will listen to this and go, oh my gosh, what a genius idea. I'm going to try that because no, there is just no. so many things that you have very smartly helped our universe with over the years. And I am so, so grateful no. that you were allowing me to talk your ear off here for the last hour. I so appreciate it. <laughs> oh, very fun. Thank you again so much for talking to us today and you stay safe. Okay. You as well. Thank you so much. Jen. It was delightful.